In the spotlight, a woman who doesn't understand the word no, and she probably never will. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Candy O'Terry. Welcome to the weekly podcast and radio series, The Story Behind Her Success. Christina Knight is a nurse practitioner whose latest chapter is a collaboration with medical doctor Edgar Bellinas called Dynamic Evolutions in Health and Beauty. They're located in Norwood, Massachusetts. Check out their website, dynamicevolutions.com. Now I've been there and this practice is quite unique. Christina is introducing patients to personalized medicine and the benefits of Eastern and Western medical practices, wellness practices with outstanding results. Yes, they offer a range of wellness and anti-aging treatments, but dynamic evolutions in health and wellness is so much more than that. For instance, if your child has ADHD, listen up, because as you will learn in this interview, there's a direct link between your child's gut health and his or her brain health. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get to it. As we settled into the studio, I asked Christina to walk us through some of the things she and Dr. Bellinas are doing at Dynamic Evolutions. We are doing so many exciting things in our practice. We look at the person as a whole. So when you come to see us, we want to know you. We want to know your history. We want to know what's going on with your life. So we spend time with you. So our consultation is not a 15-minute consultation. We'll be there an hour, an hour and a half if need be. We want to know everything about you so we can help you the best we can by utilizing Eastern and Western medicine to find a solution to your problems. Is it true that in Eastern medicine, we look a little bit more deeply into the whole person, whereas with Western medicine, we're very often just focused on the symptoms and we treat those and not the whole person or maybe the cause behind the problem? Exactly. So when you come to see us after we take the whole history, as I said, utilizing specific testing, whether it be blood work, there is a certain device that we use in our office called the Thera, and that will work on the energy of your body to identify what may be the cause of your particular symptom. For instance, if it's anxiety, this could go back years, even childhood, that you have some deep blocks. This device is so unique that it will identify it so we can treat you. Instead of being thrown on an antidepressant, which most physicians, unfortunately, that's all they may know, will do, and that's what the literature says to do. We don't want that. We typically take people off of medications, especially antidepressants. The other day, we brought my daughter Colleen in to see you, and I saw firsthand this fascinating treatment called Thera Wellness. It's a holistic approach. And one of the things that you just said about it, which blows my mind the most, is that when Colleen was sitting there and you were not only taking all the information about her, but observing her and using this machine, it was not just about her physical self. It was about her emotional self. And so how does this machine work? Talk to me a little bit about it. It came from Europe, right? So this machine is from Germany. It's been around for over 50 years. Its whole purpose is to identify the imbalances and unhealthy cells in your body. And through certain frequencies, 
and I program them and I identify them and I set the thera to help treat it. So, for instance, food allergies. I can identify the food allergies without doing blood work or pricking your skin, which there's no discomfort in this. And I can identify it and then put it in a program to neutralize and desensitize these allergens from your body. Tell us about how you are using both ancient Eastern medicine traditions and modern-day science to treat your patients. Because in my opinion, dynamic evolutions, that's what makes you so unique and unlike what anybody else is doing these days. If our body is not in balance and our immune system is low and weak, we will get sick. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you look at the past COVID era that we just had and still in, why do some people just get a mild case of COVID and are healthy throughout? And why are other people sicker? And you can look at comorbidities. You can look at lifestyle. And that will give you an answer. So our goal is to help everybody become healthy and let their body take over and help them heal. So if, for instance, you have a strong family history of high blood pressure and you are the healthiest person and you've done everything right, I'm going to treat you with the antihypertensive. You will get a blood pressure medication. However, I'm going to supplement it with vitamins and supplements that these medications that we're giving you for your blood pressure are going to deplete to keep you in balance. So it's not one or the other. It's working together because science is unique. We need science. We need science to move on and as a culture. But the answer is not always prescription drugs, it is, is it? Not. I think that's something that you and the doctor believe in so incredibly strongly. Exactly. Talk to us a little bit about the work that you and Dr. Bolinas did during the high times of COVID. You were going into people's homes and literally treating them. In many cases, they were in such tough shape. We have IV vitamins, IV hydration. We were treating them with certain medications. We're all masked up, obviously all gowned up, and we've saved many lives. We've helped many people recover where they would not have. We were not afraid of this. We kept ourselves healthy. We gave each other IV vitamins. So our immune system, we take supplements. I know what to take because I've been doing supplementation for many, many years. Antioxidants and how to heal your body and keep your body healthy. So we were confident that we were okay doing this. And like I said, it did save quite a few lives, we believe. I know this is a controversial question, but yes. I feel that I should ask it. What are your thoughts on the COVID vaccine? I think the vaccine, I think if we focused more on health and keeping your body stronger, I think this would be something of the past. Do you and the doctor have a philosophy regarding vaccines of any kind and the effects that they have on children in particular? I think certain vaccines should be, for instance, like polio. If polio, if there was an outbreak on polio or smallpox, that's a whole different story. But I don't think kids, uh, children, 
my my personal opinion, should be vaccinated in such a short term when they're babies. It used to be years ago. I remember my oldest, uh, he's almost 36, and when he was 12 is when the first time he had his hepatitis B shot. Now we've moved it to the day after a child is born. This is crazy. And aren't there certain chemicals in vaccines like mercury that can cause damage to very young children? Yes, and they do for those out there who, unfortunately, if you don't have your child vaccinated, then you can't go to school, you can't do this, you can't do that. There's so many rules around it. You can ask for a preservative-free vaccine if you're in a certain situation. So you can get them, and your insurance should cover them. So at least with the preservative-free vaccines, you're not getting the chemicals. It takes up to 12 years for everything in a child, the brain, the gut, to fully develop. This is why we don't give adult medications to children less than 12. Once you're 12 years old, we can give you adult medications. Many of your patients who come to you are parents with children who have ADHD. Yes, and ADHD, in my opinion, and I've been doing this for quite a bit because I've treated children with ADHD, it's in their gut. So when your gut is not balanced, it's going to affect your brain. There's books about gut-brain connection. So the neurotransmitters that are supposed to be in our brain, unfortunately, when we're not eating well or if you're a preterm baby or if you're not breastfed or, unfortunately, mom had a, a cesarean section, that can affect you as you're growing up in childhood. And that could affect the imbalance of uh, the bacteria in your gut, which hinders the neurotransmitters for being where they need to be. So sometimes when these children come into your practice, you're actually able to treat them with supplements and with ways of healing their gut. I mean, how does that work? It's a process. We look at the child head to toe. Again, a good history, thorough history is so important because I'm not saying it's not done in pediatrician's office, but we go a step further. And we just want to know everything before we treat. So we look at just uh, family history in itself. I guess what we want moms and dads who are listening to our program today to know is that there is a philosophy in medicine, particularly if you are respectful of Eastern medicine and Western modern medicine, to understand that there is a connection between the gut and the brain and that there may be some very important alternatives to giving your child medication for ADHD. True or false? True. And the biggest culprit is sugar. Sugar is the biggest culprit in our society, and it's the most addictive. It's more addictive than heroin. So, And there's many studies out there that show you that, and it's so readily available. If we can balance the child's gut, this is something a parent has to be involved in. As a parent, we can control what happens before they go to school and when they come home. In between... We do the best we can because we don't always know what happens at school. Kids may exchange lunches, etc. So we have tools to help these kids, 
but the parents have to be involved. And that's one of the biggest thing I tell parents when they come in, do it with your child. Don't let them do it alone. We have certain supplements like probiotics, like digestive enzymes. We have B vitamins that these kids with ADHD are so low in. Instead of giving them Ritalin, we can give them B vitamins. We can balance it. We can give them vitamin D that most of these kids are low in. So we can test for that. So can their pediatricians. However, insurance gets in the way sometimes. They don't want to cover these. So parents sometimes are in a bind and they don't know where to go and they want what's best for their child. And if they don't do it, according to traditional or modern medicine, they're bad parents. So we alleviate these anxieties and these fears and we work as a team. Let's talk a little bit about your story because I'd love for people to get to know you a little bit better. You have been a nurse practitioner for almost 30 years. Did you know from an early age that nursing was what you wanted to do with your life? I've always wanted to be in medicine. My whole goal was to be a physician. That was my dream as a child. I ended up getting married young, had children young, and it was difficult to Go Put to yourself to through be. medical school exactly. and be a mom. <laughs> exactly. So I did it the old-fashioned way, the hard way. Uh, I don't want to say the hard way, but that's the only way there was back then. So I did the RN program, and then I went, uh, I went to Mass Bay for that. I worked full-time. I had a child then. Then I went to my bachelor's program at Framingham State, and then finally at Regis College with having three kids under the age of 10, working full-time, going to school full-time. That was my goal, and that was my dream, and I continued. Work ethic. Yes. You just described a really tough time in your life where you've got young children to take care of, under 10 years old. You're pursuing a degree and an advanced degree. Where does your work ethic come from? Where did you learn to work that hard? I'm originally from Greece. My dad brought us to America five years after he was here working. And he was working three jobs for the American dream. We did finally come up here, and he owned a restaurant. So that's where we were. (laughs) That's so interesting. When a family owns a restaurant, you end up working in it, don't you? Yes, there were no summer vacations for us. Tell us a little bit about the restaurant. It was a Greek-American diner coffee shop right at the Lower Falls in Wellesley. My dad made everything from scratch. So if you wanted a turkey sandwich... It was a big turkey in the oven, and he took such pride, and it was the best little healthy greasy spoon in Wellesley. (laughs) That's a new term, healthy greasy spoon. You know, when you are the child of immigrants, you see the world through a very different lens. Do you remember coming to this country and not speaking the language? What was it like when you first got here? It was actually funny because I do have a twin sister. So when we came to this country, it was in August, and they put us right in kindergarten. So, of course, we didn't speak English. So I think they finally figured out, wait a minute, they don't speak English. So we had a repeat kindergarten. (laughs) I keep saying, I can't believe I got, you know, had to stay back in kindergarten. Christina flunked kindergarten. I flunked kindergarten. Yeah. (laughs) But what was it like? I mean, what do you remember about that time in your life? I was the type, I'm one of six, I always wanted to learn. I loved school. I loved going to school. I loved learning. I still do. And that's why Dr. Bellinas and I do what we do. Anything new, cutting edge. 
how we can help people, we're constantly looking into and exploring. If we have a patient come in and say, oh, I've heard about this and that, we're going to look it up. We're not going to say, oh, you're crazy, because we want to know about it. No knowledge is ever wasted. Absolutely. And, you know, we embrace it. If it's something that we can use, we will do it in a heartbeat if it's going to help. We have known each other for about 15 years now, and I've always known you as someone who's highly motivated, someone who's highly driven, but also someone who's passionate about taking care of people. And I think that really is at the core of being a great nurse. You tell me in your words, what makes a great nurse? Exactly what you said, Candy, but if you don't have that element, if you can't just look at your patient or even a friend or even a family member and just genuinely know for them to know that you care, you have to love what you do in any field. But in the medical field, you really need to love what you do. You can't just look at it as a job. And we do. I mean, it's a, in our practice, it's warm. We have it set up where you can relax. We do IV therapy too as well. We do so many different services. But we want to make it feel like your home when you come in. After you see us for the first time, when you come in, we want you to feel comfortable. And when you come back, we want you, like I said, to feel like part of the family. Well, there's a holistic approach, but there's also a lot of services that you provide. Laser treatments, skin, body, wellness and longevity, injury treatments. Tell us how the relationship works between you and Dr. Bolinas, because when a patient comes in, they may need to see you or they may need to see the doctor. How does that work? Depends on what they're looking for. Usually with the lasers, I do the lasers. This is an alternative, more natural way than Botox or even fillers, because I have this laser called the Photona, and this pretty much just builds collagen more naturally. There are some invasive, if we want to do some body contouring, because we want to service everybody. If you want Botox, we'll give you Botox. We're not opposed to that, but then you may need something else more holistic. So depending on what procedure, when we do injections for uh, growth factors, uh, your natural body's own growth factors, we'll do it together. Bioidentical hormones, we do that in our office for men and women. Usually, uh, depending on if I'm doing something uh, else, like a laser treatment, Dr. Bellinas may do the consultation, but together we take care of the patient. We want our patients to know us both. So we treat the client together in, I would say, at least 80% of the cases. It sounds like teamwork yes, to me. It is. You are a fearless entrepreneur since the day that I met you. For anyone out there with an idea for a business who has a passion, what, in your opinion, Christina, are the keys to success when you are self-employed? I think having a dream and being persistent every day is going to make you successful. Don't be negative. Just put that positive energy out there. There's plenty of people that are willing to help you, but there's a lot of people that are willing to bring you down as well. So just focus on the positive, honestly, and just hard work. You're doing it for you. You're not doing it for somebody else. You're not working for somebody else. And you want to take the mentality that this is your future, this is your passion, and feed it. Feed it every day.
You had mentioned your children earlier on in our conversation, so I wanted to ask you, how did becoming a mom change you? Well, because I'm from such a big family, family was everything to us. We were always caring for uh, a niece, a nephew. So being a mom, it just made me a little more responsible, I think. I had my first child at 22, so you grow up. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go away to college. It's, uh, you grow up fast when you have a child young. I did, and too. My son was born when I was 21 years old, and all of my girlfriends were all out exactly. going to last call. They were going to their, getting their master's, and I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning breastfeeding. Exactly. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> exactly. Well, the next three questions we ask every woman who sits where you are, and I want to thank you so much for coming into the studio and telling us your story today. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? I just continue moving forward. I don't think anything will stop me and has not stopped me, even though there was a lot in my childhood that, unfortunately, being from the great culture and women weren't allowed to speak up, I had to make some changes at a very young age. So if I'm determined to do something and I'm passionate about something, I'm not going to let anybody roadblock me. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received in your life? And this can be personal or it can be professional. Maybe some wisdom you could pass along to our listeners. Believe in yourself and don't ever let anybody put you down. It's your dream, not somebody else's. Final question. Yes. At this moment in this chapter in your life, what does success mean to you? I guess it's loving what I do. My kids are at a good place in their life, you know, because my children are everything. And as long as I have a balance with work, personal life, and honestly just watching my kids just have fun, be safe, and, you know, just getting older and, you know, just waiting for those grandchildren. (laughs) That's it. I want to say thank you so much for being our guest this week. Christina Knight on the story behind her success. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Candy. My pleasure. And that's the story behind her success for this week. My thanks to nurse practitioner and good friend Christina Knight, co-founder of Dynamic Evolutions in Health and Beauty. She's a trailblazer when it comes to personalized medicine. Find out more from her website, dynamicevolutions.com. And then... Follow them on Instagram at Dynamic Evolutions. I'm always on the lookout for the next woman to profile. So if you know someone, will you let me know? Just go to my website, CandyOterry.com. That's Candy with a Y, O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. Give the show a follow on your favorite podcast platform. And please tell your family and your friends about the show. Leave a review. Those are really helpful. When we share our stories, no matter where we are in this great big world, we provide a roadmap toward success. What's your story? I can't wait to hear it.